You're listening to The Together Podcast, a boss lady podcast that's real, raw, and hilarious. We're bringing together women from all backgrounds and all areas of business through real storytelling, raw life, and the hilarity that ensues in between. Welcome to your new boss lady community. We're excited you're here and we hope you enjoy this episode of The Together Podcast. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us and welcome again to Together, a Boss Lady podcast where we are real raw and hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite part. <laughs> I can't do it on every single one, though. I, I have know. To, like, we have to do it every now and then, I know. <laughs> I'm Devin McCabe of NIMBY Creative, and I'm here with Brand Dozier of Brightly and Company, my co-host. And we are here with Chamisa Kellogg. She's an artist and illustrator here in Portland, which is so exciting. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Why don't you go ahead and start off telling our uh, listeners a little bit more about uh, your style and what you do since I visually can't necessarily see it right now, but, and like maybe how you got started in it. Sure. So I guess my style would be described as a little bit fantastical. Um, there's a lot of whimsy involved. And I work mostly in watercolors, a little bit of ink thrown in there now and then. Mm. And my primary focus is in children's publishing, children's books. Um, but I do a lot of different kinds of stuff, mostly in other publication realms. I like to draw food a lot. I work with food magazines and publications. And, and then I do a lot of educational materials, too. So a lot of it is around children and early stage development. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. How did you get started in doing illustration? Well, I mean, it kind of depends where you want to start. <laughs> like, you know, from the moment I could hold a pencil, really. But mm -hmm. when I first sort of started calling it illustration, I guess, was when I decided to get a degree in it. And I ended up transferring into RISD, Rhode Island School of Design in my sophomore year and just kind of went from there. Uh, always had a dream of doing children's book work and didn't really know what I was doing professionally, just really knew that I had a passion for it. And yeah, I ended up getting a degree in illustration. And then for quite a few years, um, so I graduated in 2011. And then a number of years, I worked as an art teacher and did some freelance work on the side. And then just about a year and a half ago, I decided to go full-time freelance and have been working, you know, various projects. Sometimes I'm not really sure how it's working. And sometimes I feel like, yeah, I totally got this. I'm on top of it. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's been really interesting and fun and a huge learning curve and the big thing that happened last year, which was super exciting, was that I got signed as an agent. So, um, nice. yeah, that was really, that felt like a big step forward, and specifically the children's book work. So That's, that's so huge. cool. Yeah, I'm like, I think that sounds incredible. And oh, thank you so much. Yeah, it sounds like you had, honestly, just the talent for it already. And obviously, you know, that's why you went to school for it and everything too. So have you had the passion to illustrate and draw and just be creative in that world, right? Since like you were really little. Yeah, I always really liked illustrating stories in particular. And I 
was always very affected by visual stimulus of any kind. And that was just something I did a lot as a kid. I grew up without television at all, really. So uh, when I did see movies, they tended to be like, you know, Disney movies. Um, mm-hmm. And I was always so excited about the characters because they're all, you know, if you look at the history of Disney or Pixar or whatever, it mm-hmm. all comes from a very strong hand drawing place. Um, yeah. And yeah, so I would end up drawing the characters like over and over and I look oh, back at those pictures and there are these like weird like my like innocent imagination like imposed on you know the <laughs> <Snow> white or <laughs> whoever, whoever those characters were yeah it was really funny <laughs> so but yes definitely to answer your question I have always loved drawing so I got a lot of my hours in early <laughs> yeah which is so awesome, awesome. Plus, you're talking to two big Disney fans, so we're both like, yep, we watched Mm -hmm. all the movies. I attempted to (laughs) However, my drawings, I'm sure, didn't look like either one of yours. (laughs) 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 So funny, though. But I think that that's awesome because it's one of those things where a lot of times I feel like people don't think when you're really talented, right, and, like, especially something creative, that you can make Mm. a living out of that. The starving Mm -hmm. artist thing is one of those things that I think kind of plagues that creative world. And, and you don't feel like your, you know, your illustrations can make you money or that you could go full time. So even the fact that you've had a little bit of a journey, but now you are your own business, you, you know, you have gone full time with basically selling your illustrations and doing them for people. But how has like, mm-hmm. kind of that even transition been for you and sort of moving into the world of entrepreneurship and figuring that out? Yeah, that has been really interesting. I think that I'm definitely still figuring it out. I guess I consider myself, you know, kind of just starting in a way. And it's been, I've had so much help from people. And I think that's kind of the main lesson I've learned is like really reach out to people who know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Because I just am, well, I can be really stubborn and mm-hmm. I tend to be like, oh, I got this. Like, I know what I'm doing. I can figure this out. Or, mm-hmm. you know, well, how hard can it be? You know, mm-hmm. all those thoughts. And yeah. And then on top of that, you know, there can be a little bit of shame or like yeah. embarrassment when it comes to like, is this something that I should know? Like, I never learned it, but I feel like that you know with social media and Instagram and like seeing everybody's perfect curated world you tend to think that like everyone knows what they're doing <laughs> totally. so it's so um, true <laughs> <laughs> and I think there is yeah. a lot of like shame kind of around mm-hmm. that being like I feel like everyone else knows this and I don't so I'm already behind mm. right right totally totally yeah and I think like, the first step for me in that process of learning how to ask like for help was, mm-hmm. you know, just figuring like hiring someone to do my taxes, <laughs> like, right. you know, having, yes, having please. someone teach me like, this is how you do this when you're self-employed, Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which was like such a great awakening. I was like, Oh my God, this, people professionally help you with this. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so silly like it's and so obvious you. but <laughs> yes yes oh my goodness <laughs> so yeah so I noticed too that you also have like uh graph design in your portfolio where do you transition yeah. as far as like 
what type of graphic design work you like to take on as an illustrator. Cause I definitely see you as an illustrator with all of your beautiful art where mm-hmm. like, I noticed like a lot of the stuff I have seen so far is does have a lot of illustration involved in it too. But is that where you tend to go with your design or do you do other pieces and stuff too that you enjoy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I think my graphic design skill set is, I'm still really trying to expand it. It feels less advanced, I guess you could say than my illustration work. And, and I think that I am still in the process of educating myself and I'm really, really excited and interested in typography and like the history of graphic design and how that relates to, you know, just the history of humans. And so that's still something that I feel a little bit of a student of, but I do enjoy projects where I can combine graphic design and illustration. So something that, you know, like a more illustrated quote unquote logo or some kind of surface design that is like a packaging with more um, fancy illustration work. So those are the kind of things that are exciting for me. Mm-hmm. But I do, I would love to get to a point where I could do a little bit more like pared down, simple quote, I have people say simple, but a little yeah. bit more <laughs> lean graphic design rather than what my illustration work is like, which is mm-hmm. a lot more colorful and mm-hmm. totally fills the page and all of that. So, right. That's um, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I know two very different worlds there, but, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like different styles. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) Yeah, and I think I do struggle with that too. It's like, I would like my graphic design work to look like me and my brand. And, but I would also like it to be, you know, a little bit more understated. So Mm -hmm. I kind of am still figuring that out. Yeah, well, I think that's awesome. And I, I think too, kind of, you know, what we're talking about and you're expanding and you're kind of figuring out this, you know, entrepreneur world and sort of getting into this creative career as a solopreneur really. And, you know, discovering like <laughs> what love, what don't like, and even working now with an agent, which is huge, but mm-hmm. I, I mean, obviously we're all in that creative world, right. And we, we're all doing things like that, but it can be really hard mm-hmm. I think, for us to sort of get to the place of defining our wins and like what we're succeeding at, what we're, you know, doing great and like kind of finding that success, I want to say, and what we're doing, because especially when you're creative, I feel like there's so much we can be doing Mm -hmm. and like more and more and more. And like, when do you reach that level of success and what does that mean for each person? I would be so curious to know for you, because you've kind of gone through some different stages in your illustration world as well, you know, doing all this for your business, but then also teaching and stuff. But mm-hmm. what does success look like for you as you're getting started with this and kind of moving into more of your creative career as a solopreneur? Yeah, definitely. Well, I think it is a hard word to define because there's the success of, you know, being able to support yourself and like yeah. the financial mm-hmm. side. And there's also, I think, what is maybe a little bit more important to me, which is feeling fulfilled just in in life in general, but in my creative work. And I think I can sometimes mistake feeling fulfilled creatively for feeling fulfilled in my whole life and vice versa. And so, yeah, so that is just like, I think I realized that is a constant question I'll be asking myself maybe until I die. Yeah. <laughs> Touche. But I think that's maybe okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely 
becoming more and more all right with that. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's sort of exciting to feel like having figured it out, so to speak, is more about letting go and like mm. just doing it, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's so easy for me to just say that now, but it's like a constant, you know, <laughs> source yeah. of anxiety and you know, it's so easy to get wrapped up in your own mind. But I would say that I wouldn't want to downplay the importance of being able to support myself on my work either, because, you know, money is, whether we like it or not, very important (laughs) in our lives. So that too is somehow lends itself to the creative fulfillment in a way too, that there's this proof that somebody valued it in a financial way and was able to compensate you. So yeah, I think it's just the balance of all of these components. And it's really good for me to look at other people, other artists and designers and um, illustrators and just people who are working in creative fields, even if, if they're not doing anything like my work. And just to kind of hear their stories and struggles and all of that. Podcasts are seriously my my saving grace. (laughs) It's so so great to hear other people's, you know, stories. Yeah, Um, for sure. Yeah. No, that was literally Devin's vision for this one. And I think it's probably my favorite part is that we get to talk to amazing people like you and we get to hear your story, you know, Mm -hmm. because there's just something really uplifting Mm. about that. And something that you've just said that I almost like want to reiterate because it's just so special and important, but that you sort of are defining your success right now, but kind of thinking about how that sort of works out in your life, but by letting go. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. just like this brilliant insight that I want to like put a big old fat spotlight. <laughs> it's such a beautiful way to look at not just business, but life and kind of how we're approaching that and mm. how so often, you know, we want that freedom that we put ourselves through so much to get mm-hmm. there, right? But sometimes it could mm-hmm. just be the matter of letting go. So anyway, thank you for that nugget. I had to like point <laughs> it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay, we interrupt this awesome interview for a really good reason, I promise. We would love to request a review from you at the end of this episode. If you're loving what you're hearing, share it with everyone else. The more people we can reach, the more people we can bring together, which is exactly the point. So thank you so much. Your reviews help us more than you know, and we appreciate you more than you know. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your review. And now back to that awesome interview. I'd like to know too, because I came from like an art school background myself. And I don't know if you had this experience or not, but I'm just curious about it. Because for me, I've always loved illustration, but I was always scared to do it at like as a career, I guess. And so I found graphic design as like an escape for that where I can kind of combine the two a little bit, but I loved design in general. So it kind of just, I think it naturally drove me that direction. But I remember like, you know, being in art classes and drawing classes and stuff with other students and just feeling very like, I don't know what the word is, but like I was judging myself, I think too much and too harshly where I see other, and I think, you know, in business, people do this a lot too, where you compare yourself and you're like, oh, I can't do, I can't draw like that, or I can't do it like that or whatever. And I think for me, it took a really long time. It actually took my thesis project for me to kind of discover my own like style a little bit. But at what point did you kind of 
discover your own like artistic style and an illustrative style or have you kind of just always had this style I'm always curious about how an artist kind of has that because I knew and like in school there was definitely you know people who were in school and they were taking illustration as like a major but they kind of definitely already had their style and then there was others who were kind of discovering it while being in school so I'm just curious like what your journey was with that yeah definitely yeah and I totally resonate with the the feeling of overjudging oneself, especially while in school. Yeah. I was definitely not, <laughs> I was not one of those people that had a perfectly put together style. And it's actually kind of, it's still weird for me to hear people like talk to me about my work and be like, your style is blah, like referring mm-hmm. to my style as a thing that exists. <laughs> like, because for so long it was, it was a big source of concern. I think in school too, there is sort of that push. Yeah. There's that pressure to find that. And, you know, I'm sure teachers told me this over and over again, but the only way that you find that is to just like work and not, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and just make stuff and not worry about what it necessarily looks like overall. And I, as same thing really happened for me, it was probably, the last half of my first senior semester and I uh, just I was in a um, writing it was sort of like this double course it was uh, called picture and word and it was writing and illustrating for children's books so very specific course and I just kept making stuff week after week that I just thought was so awful and (laughs) I finally just went back to like what why did I even do this to begin with? Like, I'm so happy. (laughs) Why am I here? And I just like forgot everything that I had in my head and just like drew like I had as I did when I was a kid. Um, Mm -hmm. So that was a pretty big breakthrough. Just that lesson of trying to, you know, not judge myself so harshly. And because the outcome of that was that I actually made something that I really love and that other people responded to probably because I was a lot happier making it. So yeah, that was, but I think that if I hadn't learned that, I wouldn't know the feeling. And it happens to me all the time now that I'll start to feel like, oh, this has to look exactly like this. Mm-hmm. And I'll have to remind my remind myself of that feeling, you know? Mm-hmm. So I love that um, you said that too, because I feel like that applies to so many people in just the entrepreneur world, like being able to kind of just give yourself that grace to just discover what your talent is, what your, your niche is, whatever. And being able to just like, let go and not compare, like, you know, I know so many of us do that, but I think like, just kind of like you said, going back to why you're doing it to begin with, you Mm -hmm. know, like, why are you doing this, your business? Why are you, you know, any of it, like, why are you doing it? And, and kind of going back to those roots, I think really helps, mm-hmm. you know, in, in motivating you and making you feel like, you know, your passion is you and, and you're doing what you want to do and not because, you know, it's what the, the latest trend is or what the latest fad is online and all of that too. So that's really awesome. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's how trends happen anyways, from yeah. people making stuff that they love so much that, you know, other people see it. Exactly. Yeah, it's hard to, I think it's almost impossible to like try to fit a trend because like by the time it gets out there, then the trend is gone. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you got to yeah. make your own thing. Totally. <laughs> oh, okay, so for the few people that are out there listening and they're wondering, 
how did you get an agent? <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> that question I definitely want to ask you right now because that's such a unique thing. You know, hmm. a lot of people that either don't believe they could, maybe haven't thought of it, you know, wherever you're at, but like, tell us basically how you kind of got around to um, finding an agent and really getting into a little bit more of like the children's book world and yeah, how that has worked for you. Definitely, definitely. So for probably since 2012, I have been part of the Society for Children's Book Writers and Illustrators, Mm -hmm. the SCBWI. It's a very long complicated. I um, <laughs> but it is a pretty amazing organization. It's worldwide. I am actually the, I do like newsletter editing for the, the Oregon chapter, which is really fun. Awesome. And it, yeah, it's really, it's so great. There's such, it's such an interesting eclectic group of people that work in children's books and, you know, getting into this organization was kind of my first sort of inside peek at the kinds of people that are a part of that world, the children's book world, because the society has everything from people who are just, you know, interested in it casually, people who have published tons and tons of books, people who are, you know, haven't sold a book yet or are working on their first book or whatever. So it was really cool to see that playing field. And then to also see that every, pretty much everyone involved is super friendly and open. And it it is a very, very competitive world, I would say. But I think, once again, it's so much about passion. Everybody that I meet, every art director, every, you know, editor, whoever they are, they're all just there because they love books so much. Mm -hmm. So you, you already have a leg up if you love doing that too. You already are part of that world. So that was a really good first step for me. I joined with one of my really good friends from childhood who had called me up and was like, hey, I'm going to join and there's this event and we should go together. (laughs) So that was great. (laughs) Yes. And from there, I just kind of like, you know, kept going to events. There were definitely a couple years in there where I was, I don't know, I guess I just thought something would happen because I was going and meeting people and, but I wasn't like doing anything. I wasn't making new work. I wasn't writing. I wasn't like actively putting anything out there. And so when I finally decided, okay, I'm going to just buckle down and like try to get published, which by the way, I am still working on my first book with my agent. So there's a lot of my work out there that is published, but not in children's book form yet. Mm. So that is something that I should definitely say. Although I did do quite a few for like a children's book app. Oh, but yeah, that was fun. So when I did finally put my head down, I started just telling everybody that that was what I was doing, regardless of who they were. Mm-hmm. And I ended up connecting with someone who worked at a publisher in San Francisco. And then a few months later, I um, sent her a newsletter she ended up sending it to who would later become my agent and they contacted me. So it was sort of like this whole, you know, train of just making connections and it had been building up to that point for years. But a lot of that build was me not seeing anything happen. So, but I think the difference was that I had finally started, I had finally acknowledged that this is something I actually wanted. I was being verbal about it and I was, 
making a book and I was working towards something, you know, instead of thinking that it would come to me. Yeah. So that was a pretty good realization, I would say, was to start to, yeah, because I think I kept, and beyond the children's book stuff, like just working as an illustrator and thinking like, oh, I have this goal to like be my own boss. And I kept waiting for that feeling to happen that like I was suddenly in control of this thing. And (laughs) I I just had to kind of, and people say like, fake it till you make it or whatever. I guess that's a good way to phrase it, but it's more like you just do it. (laughs) You just do it. And then that, then you are your own boss. And that's what happens. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's really, it's just so crazy. And it's, so simple and so hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. Like, truly said. <laughs> I mean, there's so many times that like we want something to happen or we want to take the leap or, you know, whatever the case is. And, and I, I think we get so caught up in waiting for like when we feel ready. For like, sure. That doesn't yeah. happen. You never really feel ready or else it's not, you know, it's not really a challenge or it's not taking a leap or, you know, whatever the case is. And, you know, you're staring mm-hmm. at but it's, yeah, it's just, it's just a leap of faith. And well, and practice <laughs> yeah. makes perfect, right? So the more you do it, <laughs> the better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is so true. Once you learn that you're just supposed to be totally terrified when you're making a decision, then <laughs> it becomes marginally easier. <laughs> exactly. I had a piano teacher who always used to say, practice makes permanent. And I was like, oh gosh, that's <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is kind of true because the more that you practice something, it, it becomes true. a habit, right? Mm-hmm. It becomes like something that you just yeah. do all the time. So permanent, yeah. I mean, still terrifies me, but <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> oh, she's a little scary, though. Maybe it was because it was her, and I was terrified of her. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Very possible. <laughs> oh my gosh I literally like I know we said this before we started recording but like as I'm listening to you talk about your work I'm just scrolling through your Instagram account and like everything and it's just like so much beautiful talent and I probably I don't know if it's just being an artist I don't know like but I love seeing like the sketch book phase of everything because it's so much more raw to me that I just like seeing that it's just so fun and I love that like on Instagram too, you get those little mini video clips of like you actually doing a technique or something. It's just so much fun. Oh, that's mm, awesome. Yeah. Your feed's okay. amazing, by the way. Everybody follow. Yeah, follow <laughs> definitely go Instagram. on there and check. I know, we'll, have to, we'll get to that part. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. That's so nice. I do think one piece of advice, really good advice that I was given uh, when it came to like Instagram marketing which was show stuff that's finished, show stuff in progress, and mm-hmm. show stuff that's for sale. So don't do all one and none of the other stuff. If for you sure. have something, I, a lot of times I'll post links to my, or like stuff that I'm selling on my Etsy, but most of the time I'm doing like an in-progress painting or sketches or a finished piece. And it was just really great to hear that. I was like, oh, okay, yes. The balance, the balance is really important because people want to feel, you know, connected to who you are and, mm-hmm. and what you do. Yeah. Oh, so so that was, that's great advice. 
I'm like, mm-hmm. absolutely. And especially if you have any kind of thing where you can show, you know, the beginning, the middle, and the end sort of a thing. And like, for sure. Think about that for all kinds <laughs> of projects, for all kinds of endeavors, I want to say, in the, the business world and the creative world. But as mm-hmm. we're kind of nearing the end of our interview, I would love it if you could share with us something pretty random about you that maybe not very many people know about you already. Oh. Mm. Huh. Um, the funnier, the better. <laughs> I know. <laughs> if we Ooh, laugh, we're going to love you even more. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. That is such a high, I mean, the, there's so many possibilities. Um, well, <laughs> when you were talking about your piano teacher, actually, it made me think of my own musical experience. Oh, no. Um, and <laughs> I actually, sadly, this is not as maybe as funny as you're hoping, but I actually played cello for about 12 years. From oh, when I, I love was a kid. the cello. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, through like early college, I stopped. But um, I still have my cello, and his name is Samson. Aw. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I, I love it. Him. I love him. <laughs> that makes me so happy. But also, like, uh, hello, talented girl. Look at you. Seriously. I'm oh. like, your illustrations are amazing. You've played the cello. Like, <laughs> creative on multiple levels. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's amazing. Wow. Oh, thank you so much. I mean, you know, everything's a balance. I am absolutely horrendous at sports. So that, when people say, you know, are you bad at anything? I'm like, well, you should see me play soccer. Yeah. <laughs> then you'll feel a lot better. Yeah. No, like the one time so. I even attended to play basketball, I just jammed my finger and then I had to have this big old brace thing on it. That's not pretty. No, I don't know how you jam your finger just catching a basketball, but apparently you can do it. Okay. Whatever. You, you definitely can <laughs> Okay, so because I know so many people have now fallen in love with you and they are so ready to go check out your illustrations mm-hmm. because we've been drooling over them, can you oh, let everyone you. know how they can discover you and find you on the interwebs and otherwise? <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, I guess kind of my main feed is Instagram. Um, it's so cool. It's such a perfect platform for illustration. And my Instagram handle is Shamisa Fay, C-H-A-M-I-S-A-F-E, like mm-hmm. Santa Fe. Mm-hmm. And, and that's kind of my name. From there, you can find, I'm sure, all my other, I've got Twitter and Facebook and all the things. And an Etsy uh, shop, yeah, that's like. And Etsy, yes. And my, my Etsy is just my full name, Shamisa Kellogg. Oh, that's so, awesome. Perfect. Yeah. We will put all those links in the show notes so people can click on them and be able to discover you more and and also don't be surprised if you see something in your etsy sales soon because i already saw something in there <laughs> so i was like i just fell in love and i have to have it now <laughs> I, no, my, I love like uh forest animals and stuff and i saw the one with the fox and i saw like all your little sketches oh. of the fox and my daughter has a little stuffed like thing that she sleeps with and it's called her foxy and so oh. I was like I need to get this and put it in her room 
I'm obsessed. Foxy. Oh my god. Foxes are the best. They're so cute. I'm dying. That's so cute. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, this has been so awesome. And we just like, we appreciate so much that you have joined us today and, you know, jumped on this interview with us and let us ask you a bunch of questions. So thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yay. Yay. (laughs) <laughs> All right, well, we'll be sure to put everything in there. Everyone look her up. And I guess we'll say goodnight. It's hard to say goodnight. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> or goodbye. Oh, or thanks whatever. so much. I know. Thank you so much for listening to the Together Podcast. We're really excited you joined us for today's episode. To find out more about the podcast, Devin and Brianne, and of course, the latest episode, go to together-experience.com slash podcast. We're excited to see you there and we can't wait for you to hear the next episode. 